Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Welcome back, networkers, to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the Reluctant Networker, and with me, as always, is my co-host, the networking guru, my mom, and retired business partner, Debbie Peters. Hi, Mom. Hi, Hi Greg. How you doing? Good. Guess what I bought? What did you buy? I bought a Blackstone pizza oven. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's made by Blackstone. You know, Blackstone is the griddle that Andy has, the flat griddle now. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, for what he has for camping, right? Yeah. Yep. So now I have a Blackstone pizza oven. And is it awesome? I was in a box on my front porch. I'm not sure. <laughs> Hopefully it will be. <laughs> I, I'm going to refer everybody back to our technology discussion in the last episode. <laughs> Why is that? Well, mom and technology. Let's see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> it's not technology. You just make the dough and you put it on the... It makes the dough? No, 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 no. I make the dough. Oh, okay. I was going to say, and this then, is a pretty no, fancy you, machine. It's doing no, all that stuff. <laughs> It needs a, a table to sit on or, a, you know, some sort of something to put it on. And okay. Andy Andy has a table that he doesn't use because it's too short for him. So he's oh, going to give okay. it to me. Oh, it's so. like it has one of those ones he has for camping that it's like an yeah. accordion. It all comes out yeah. and puts it in. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe the next time we're down here, we get to get to see this in action. I know. Maybe if you come down this weekend for your birthday weekend. My birthday weekend. How exciting I'm, is that? <laughs> We can look at it. At least I think I have to get some a gas cylinder or whatever those things are called, propane thingy dingy. Yeah, you need uh, probably pro t- propane of some kind. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's still pretty exciting. How fun is I that? I know. It's huge. It's a huge box, but you know how boxes are. They're always bigger. But I tried to move it and I can't move it. Oh. So you're hoping Steve's going to help you or? Or I'll undo it on the front porch and, you know, piece by piece. Meal. <clears throat> that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much the plan with the vanity for our upstairs bathroom too. Oh yeah, we're hoping it breaks down into small pieces because the box itself apparently weighs over three hundred pounds. Where is uh, that? Where are you storing that? It's in the garage right now. Oh, you don't <laughs> park your cars in the garage, huh? Oh no, it's it, we we managed to snug it up against the side, and we can kind of squeeze two cars in still, so that's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um. Today, we're talking about uh, some more networking ideas, and this also, uh, similar to last week, it comes from a question that we uh, that I received when I spoke at the Mommy Rotary, this uh, it's a couple weeks ago now, and uh, the person was asking about what, what changes we uh, had seen as a result of uh, the COVID um, pandemic and all the shutdowns that we had seen. And, you know, uh, either pluses or minuses. And so I thought that would be an interesting topic for discussion <laughs> because we've we've talked before about how to network during the pandemic. Yeah. But now it's it's largely, in fact, I, I guess it's officially over. Now it's called an endemic because it's like going to be like the flu where we just have it every year and have to deal with it. But uh, so what changes have we seen? And I know the big one we've seen is participation, right? Yes, in many instances, although I thought about this um, because I was in the audience hearing you and I heard the question that day. And um, 
I don't know whether this that Rotary that group is experiencing that. Did that? Did you see agreement from them? Uh, when, were... when I was chatting with my contact, uh, Milva Wagner, she did say that you know their their attendance is is down from uh, from what they've had before before COVID. Okay. So um, what's really <laughs> interesting is the mommy chamber is going stronger than ever. Yeah, but that's because it's Kristen. I mean, I know Kristen, Kristen Meyer knows how to just make things happen. <laughs> I know. So um, maybe she needs to run a class for all these groups that are out there and how to get your membership back up and run it. Well, yes, but as Dan Rogers, who used to be the uh, CEO of the um, Cherry Street Mission, which is a rescue mission down in Toledo, mm-hmm. um, he is one of the only two people in my life that I'm afraid to talk to because he thinks so big and so far out there that I'm afraid he's going to find out how dumb I am in a conversation. <laughs> I'm just I, like, I know people like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I can remember the first conversation I ever had with him. He told me that he wanted to work himself out of his job because he didn't want to have to have a huge mission for homeless people. Right. And, and um, it was fixing it. Uh, He said, I have to go upstream to fix this problem. And um, so many organizations are probably now right now trying to do something to fix this when they probably should have been working on, you know, two years ago, working on keeping their members engaged, which is what Kristen did. So they didn't. So now they have to think about, how do we re-engage or reinvigorate or re-motivate our members to have them want to come back? I, I think that's uh, very much the case. I've been uh, reaching out to a lot of service uh, clubs and I, you know, they're, they're all hurting. In fact, I, I created a whole new keynote specifically for service clubs and, and who are having problems with their membership. But I had one of them get back to me and said, you know, we would love to have you in, um, but there's only six of us left. We're all at retirement right now, so we're not sure that there's much point. Yeah. Wow. That's, that, that, that's a group that's that's not going to be around much longer. Yeah, because the, they don't have the force to... You know, there's no critical mass. They, they no longer well, have the ability to, to rebuild. What was really interesting back in the... When I was still um, a BNI member... Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of training for BNI, and I wrote training for um, our local BNI. Um, one of the trainings that I wrote was called "Visitors of the Lifeblood," and chapters that had twenty or fewer members would take ten visitors on average to get one new member. Interesting. Chapters that had. 30 or more would take six members to get six, six guests to get a member. To get one member. So the smaller chapters had to work almost twice as hard. And there were fewer people to do and there were fewer, fewer people to do people the work. To do it. Yes. So, so you know, if, if you look at it per per it's probably they're working twice or three times as hard than any individual in the larger group. Right. Because of the the mass keep, you know, it, it gets like if someone doesn't invite a visitor this week, but someone else is, mm-hmm. it, you know, the, the mass takes care of it. Where as a smaller group, someone doesn't invite and then, oh, well, you know, we don't have a visitor. And so I think that's some of it is that 
now the groups have shrunk, they are still operating on old time um, procedure or policies or whatever you want to call it. When in fact, they probably need to rethink, oh, wait a minute, how do we, what are we doing here? You know, what are we doing to invite visitors? Does everyone understand that they're supposed to do it every week? Is there a culture that we've established? Is there an expectation? You, 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 I, I like what you said, though, about it being, you know, they're still thinking old, an old way of doing things. I mean, yeah. um, and I know that, you know, in NSA Michigan, we had a problem one time where we were, we were running all the programs that we'd kept on running back when we had 50 or 60 people showing up. And now that we only had 20 people showing up, oh, those aren't working anymore because you need a certain number of people to make those programs work. You need to shift into a different gear to go back to rebuilding the number of people. And in fact, we I know that uh, NSA Michigan, it's interesting. We actually have more members than any time in the last probably 20 years. We've got close to 70 members now in the chapter, but we still have like less than 20 sometimes showing up for meetings. Mm-hmm. So how do we, I mean, that's one of the big things we're talking about now is how do we get that engagement back? Now, people have gotten used to not showing up. We have to help them understand, okay, it's, you know, how do we reinvigorate it? How do we get people excited again to, to show up? And I, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty basic. Um, an email is not going to work because it's easy to ignore an email. Yeah. But a phone call <clears throat> You know, like, hey, I've been missing you. We have a meeting coming up this Saturday morning. I'd love to meet you for coffee beforehand. And then we can go to the meeting or I can pick you up or whatever. So um, the send out 20 emails using technology, like we just talked about last week, that AI thing, (laughs) sending out 20 emails, you're probably not going to get anyone to visit. But at that point, it's it's not even AI. That's just a mail merge. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) If you make one phone call, it's probably at least 50% chance of that person saying yes. Oh, no, I I agree entirely. You want to have that personal connection. I don't mind. What I'll do sometimes is I'll send an email and then have a follow up phone call. Why not yes. both sides, you know, it, yeah. it, let them know. But yeah, the, the voice to voice is so important or the person to person is so important with rebuilding those connections uh, until you are actually engaged with each other. There, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of reason for them to come back. No. Um, and in fact, I think the theme I, I, I was talking about with the, uh, the rotary was, you know, they, they show up for the mission. They stick around for the connection. So <clears throat> All right, so that's a that's a big problem that they're into, and they need to. We all, all, almost every group out there, with the exception of those that are run by Kristen Meyer, um, <laughs> they need to shift into a gear where they are rebuilding that that connection. So, so you want to hear a funny little like offshoot on this? Oh, of course. So, as I mentioned um, last week in our podcast, I was at Fort Wayne that weekend. So, a couple weekends ago now. And uh, we went to a farmer's market on Saturday morning before we had to go to the volleyball and tournament. There were tons of people there with their dogs. Oh, really? I mean, every, I would never have taken Gable, of course, because he wouldn't behave. He would have, you know, cleared food off the tables and so forth. <laughs> but all these dogs were very well behaved. 
and I saw a um, t-shirt that said, people come to the market for food and stay because of the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it, you know, dogs are, uh, you know, when guys want to meet girls, they take their dog for a walk. <laughs> dogs are a starting point for a connection. So, so in a way, dogs are a technology for you, <laughs> and they can't be used poorly. <laughs> okay, but that's last week. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, some of the other changes we've seen is uh, this actually happened during COVID was that uh, we're able to interact with people who are not necessarily geographically uh, close to us. Yeah. And I know that you connected with people all over the world. Yeah, I did. Um... South Africa, Malta, England. Wasn't there a couple in India? Uh, India. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it was amazing, you know, and 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 probably 99% of the time, Zoom worked perfectly. Every so often it would not work well. Uh, and I know the first Zoom call I made, I was nervous as all get out because I, you know, didn't do Zoom well. And at that point, and um, we forgot about the time change. So I was on like at one o'clock and, but because of the time change, I should have been on in on two o'clock. Oh, and you know, <laughs> we didn't get to talk that day. So we, well, some minor you know, issues. That, minor yeah, issues. But, yeah. but even, but now after, <clears throat> but now after COVID, that those technologies are still here and we still yeah. have that, that benefit. I know that every Wednesday I am on the, uh, <laughs> uh, um, I always mess this up. It's the, the uh, Stark raving entrepreneurs uh, program with uh, um, Gina Carr and uh, Terry Brock. Uh, they're the people who run this and they are, they're top of the top of the heap speakers and they attract a lot of really big name speakers that I would not ordinarily be able to interact with partially because again, they're at a different tier in their speaking career than I am, but also just because of the the location. And um, I've now been chatting with people, you know, one guy's down in Austin, another person's out in, in New Jersey and, um, or even, even closer by, I mean, I can talk with someone down in Ohio without having to hop in the car and drive for an hour and a half to, to meet with them down there. Um, and the cool thing is because it's Zoom, it's not as good as being in person, but we still get a lot of that in-person, you know, facial uh, recognition. We get the, the the funny expressions, the things that, that make us to connect with people so much better. And I love that fact. And in fact, some ways I like it better than being in person because when I'm in person in a coffee shop, I'm constantly saying, I beg your pardon? What? Because <laughs> it's so noisy in there, I can't hear them. So yeah. being able to uh, do this uh, remote connection is so beneficial for me, at least. I love it. Yeah, I um, last week. So I'm involved with a networking group out of Chicago called Pink, P-I-N-K-K. Okay. And um, one of my contributions that I make is I write, I interview women and then write up the interview into a story for the newsletter. Okay. And I, the founder of Pink, she just decided, she just, you know, makes an email introduction for me and the person that she wants me to interview. So I've gotten to meet some really neat ladies. 
And like you say, the one last week, I knew she was on Central Time and I'm on Eastern. And so I had to leave your talk like right away because you know, I was interviewing her or chatting with her at two o'clock that day. So it wasn't just because you were embarrassed to, uh, to be seen. No. <laughs> so I had to book out. But come to find out, she's in Mississippi. Okay. I had no idea. <laughs> I knew she was in Central Time. That was all. Well, and it, you know, from it, it Zoom, really doesn't matter as long as we synchronize know. our clocks, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but All yeah. right. Well, and then uh, kind of, I guess, tying in with this is that the um, when when COVID first started, people weren't sure how to do this online thing very well at all. Um, and through a couple of years now, it has evolved and people have gotten actually fairly good at it. And the the technologies that are, are out there now allow us to be much more interactive, um, especially if people are, again, paying attention and actually improving the way they do things. Uh, you and I have both been on, you know, back in the bad old days, been on so-called webinars where you don't see any of the participants. You sometimes don't even see the person that's presenting. All you see is their slide deck. Uh, if captured. that you're a captured person <laughs> and, and so you're not really i mean you're not connecting with anybody on that no. all it is pure information you might as well be watching a youtube video right it's a it's a mono like blah. it's a broadcast <laughs> yeah but they're badly they have been at least there probably are some that are really done well but i have not been on any that have been really done well <laughs> i but know you have during you know, you know, for example, the, the one that I just mentioned, the uh, Stark Raving Entrepreneurs, you know, you know, Terry gets up, he does his tech talk minute. So you get to learn about some cool tech t tool out there. They have a speaker come out, but the speaker knows how to interact with the audience. So there's a lot of back and forthing. And in fact, usually the audience is in a, you know, a nice grid pattern. So you can see who's all there. So yeah. you feel like you're actually part of an audience. And then they break up after that's all done. They actually have people break up into breakout rooms. Uh, and I think sometimes I even do my topic. So if you want to talk about writing a book or you want to talk about, you know, uh, prospecting or whatever, you can go in those individual rooms to talk about that topic with other people who are also interested. Wow. I'm impressed that they can do that, make those last minute decisions, because you and I have set up breakout rooms in advance. Yeah, we may not be as advanced as some of these people, but no. <laughs> But just that, you know, people are learning better how to make those online experiences into a truly interactive and networking experience. Yes. And so for those of us who want to learn something, we can expect more than likely now that it's going to be interactive and, and have some sort of a human being, you know, either behind the scenes that's answering maybe questions from the chat box um, so that it's meaningful. Mm -hmm. I know I was on one, and this was during COVID, that someone reached out to Kristen Meyer through the chamber, to the chamber, saying that they would provide us with a free um, seminar. And I don't remember now what it was about, but it was probably something to do with marketing because I signed up for it. Okay. And expecting it to be an interactive webinar. And I went in and it was... It was a broadcast. And in fact, I think when we were talking about this earlier, it wasn't even a broadcast. It was a recorded broadcast. Yeah, it was awful. And and it it said interactive in the 
the promo for it. And it did have like a chat box or a question and answer or whatever. So I put a question in and it never got answered. Well, maybe it did because I did not stay on the broadcast for the whole time. I must have been because I was going to sleep. So, so uh, yay that people have gotten better about how to how to do these things online yes. and and actually engage us. Yes. All right. Any other things that you can think of that uh, changes that have come about as a result of the pandemic and the shutdown and and everything? No, I, you know, it's, I was just thinking about this the other day. How how was it? Just two years ago, we were all still wearing masks and yeah. and. You know, it's the mind forgets. So even quickly. even last year, you know, I, every every year I go to Dragon Con, uh, yeah. fishing convention, and last year they were still requiring masks in all all the public areas. Yeah. So uh, this year they're not. So this is going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, you'll be meeting people for the first time, right? You no. Know, <laughs> Well, it was funny because a lot of people actually were clever and incorporated the masks into their costumes. So, it's, yeah. but uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good to see people's faces again. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you all for tuning into our program today. If you enjoyed it, please do comment on our Facebook pages. The information is in the episode notes. Uh, we'd love to hear about, you know, your experiences uh, with the post-COVID and, uh, and what sort of changes you've witnessed as a result to your networking practice. Uh, if you'd like to hear more, of course, please do subscribe. We would love to see you every single week. And until next time, go out and make some great connections. Talk to you later, Mom. All right, Greg. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about having us present at your next event, go to thereluctantnetworker.com.